Well, we're in this series called uh, The Holy Spirit, The Holy Spirit. And, and, and last week we talked about the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Week one, we talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. And, and today we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm kind of a creature of, of habit. I'm a, a person of routine. I like routines. And, and even at night, I, I have a, a routine of going in the bathroom and taking care of all of the hygienic hygiene things that I do to get ready for bed. And then when I go to, go to bed, I sleep on the same side of the bed every single night. And I actually go and I, I, I fluff my pillow and kind of get it just how I want it. I'm just kind of real particular how I want my pillow. And then I sit it down and then I get in the bed and, and then I, I, I lean over and I always have a cord on the side. And the cord is, is my phone cord. And every night I, I, before I go to bed, I plug in my phone and I sit it, I have a little table right next to my bed and I sit it right on, on the table because I do, I do not want my phone to be without power. And, and then this, this has happened a couple of times. Has this happened to you? I wake up in the morning and I, I, the first thing I normally do is I check my app, my Bible app, and I read the verse of the day. I just do that first thing in the morning. And, and one morning I woke up and, and I noticed that my phone was in the red. I thought, man, I, I know I, I look, I, it's, it's, it's plugged in. What's, what's wrong? And, and then I noticed that the, the power cord was kind of wiggled out the wall, out of the power source. And so my phone was running on red. I do not like my phone to run on red. I'm always keeping it charged up. Anybody like me, you have multiple phone chargers. Come on, I got one in my backpack in the green room by my office. I got, I got multiple chargers everywhere to keep this thing charged up. And so it's not running in the red. And, and what I've learned about a lot are Christians is they run their spiritual life in the red. That they don't stay plugged into the power source of the Holy Spirit so that their life is full of the power of the Holy Spirit. They're running their spiritual life in the red. And so, so Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 18, do not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled or be continually filled or be continually plugged in with the Holy Spirit. And I taught you week number one that people typically don't get drunk by drinking uh, uh, one little glass of wine or a sip of wine. People tend to get drunk because they keep on drinking. And so what Paul is bringing to our attention, he's simply saying that you need to keep drinking from the Holy Spirit. You need to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to stay plugged into the power source, the Holy Spirit of God. Even Jesus had to stay plugged in to the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4 and verse 14 says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. Acts 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with them. He had to have the Holy Spirit and power. Even the early church had to stay plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's 
power. Romans 15, verse number 19, by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 15, verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got to stay plugged into the power. So it's the power of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. The kingdom of God is about the power of the Holy Spirit, not your own human power, but the power of God. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. I love that translation, but this one, the NIV, God has not given us a timid spirit, a, a spirit that makes us timid, but what? Of power, love, and self Discipline, you've got to be plugged into the Holy Spirit's power. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, because our gospel came to you, you not simply with words, but also with, about six of you are still paying attention to me. Huh? It came to you with what? I just want you to see this. Power with Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Acts 1, verse 8, but you will receive, say it again, come on. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God wants you to stay full of the Holy Spirit's power. Why? So that you can be a witness everywhere you go. Can I tell you, our world needs Jesus. People need salvation. People need to experience the power of God. And God's plan is for his power to flow through your life. There's no plan B. God wants you to be full of his power so that your life can impact a lost, broken, and hurting world. You cannot overcome the devil, overcome sin. You cannot live with a supernatural power unless you have the Holy Spirit working in your life, unless you're full of the Holy Spirit. You will not live with the power that you need to be the witness that God wants you to be. And here's what I want to talk about for a few moments. I want to give you three ways, three ways the power of the Holy Spirit helps you be a witness. Three ways the power of the Holy Spirit helps you be a witness. Here's the first one. The Holy Spirit, his Spirit's power cleans you up cleans you up. I touched on this last week, but I really want to dive into this as we just kind of unpack Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. The power of the Holy Spirit makes your life a witness to a broken world. The Holy Spirit makes your, your life light up in a dark world. Notice he's called the Holy Spirit, not a wicked spirit, not an evil spirit, not a filthy spirit, not a nasty spirit. The Holy Spirit is holy and he makes you holy. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to do anything unholy. He will never lead you to do anything that goes against God's word. He will never lead you to be unholy. He leads you to be holy and to be more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit, his power cleans us up. It changes us so that we can be holy. Let me say this to you. This is so key. You can't change you. 
you can't make you holy. If you try to live holy on your own, you will fail miserably. The Holy Spirit is who makes us holy from start to finish, from inside to outside, from top to bottom. The work of becoming holy is the work of the Holy Spirit. You don't make you holy. You have to. You have to. If you're going to live holy, you have to stay plugged in to the power source, the Holy Spirit, and he will make you holy. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, if you're a guest today, I'm a Bible preacher and teacher. And verse 13 says, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear friends, brother, dear, dear brothers and sisters loved by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit. Now, notice this. I taught you this last week, that without the Holy Spirit, you can't even be saved. The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit draws us to Jesus. He says, a salvation that came through the Spirit, notice, who makes you holy and through your belief in the truth. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes you holy. Romans 15, verse 16, I am a, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news so that I might present you as an acceptable offering to God, made holy. How? By the Holy Spirit. Spirit, you cannot become holy on your own. You've got to be plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit. Some translations say, live by the Spirit. Stay plugged into the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Notice, you have to have part one of that verse to see part two. You got to walk by the Spirit, and then you will not gratify the desires of the, of the flesh. Church, you don't grow in holiness and overcome the flesh accidentally. You don't overcome the flesh just because you want to. We grow, we overcome the flesh because we intentionally stay plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. We must walk by the Spirit. We must live by the Spirit. We must stay plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit if you and I are going to overcome the flesh. Can I tell you, my phone doesn't get plugged into the power source accidentally. My, my phone doesn't get plugged in just because I want it to. I have to actually intentionally plug my phone in. And sometimes it's inconvenient to charge my phone. Come here, have you ever been to the airport and you're looking how you're going to charge the phone and there's a plug in under that seat, not under those five, and one over here, and one over there, you're like, and you, you, you don't get to just sit wherever you want. If you want your phone to be plugged in, you got to go sit by the power source, and so you can plug it in. Sometimes there's a coffee shop that, that I'm in, and, and there's an outlet there, or an outlet over there, but, 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 there's, but the outlet is right by the sun. I don't want to be in the sun, but I want my phone charged. So I sit where it's inconvenient to get my phone charged up. And the only way that you and I can stay plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit is we have to surrender our life to the work of the Holy Spirit. Listen, we have to have spiritual disciplines that we practice as to, to stay plugged into the Holy Spirit. It can be inconvenient sometimes. 
But we've got to surrender our life to the work of the Holy Spirit so that we're full of the Holy Spirit. That's why we're having revival nights. My heart as a pastor is, is burdened. Through the pandemic, uh, a lot of people have gotten out of church and stopped watching online. The statistics are pretty alarming. And I'm grieved because I know that people will be lukewarm and cold and drift away from the things of God if they're not plugged into the power source. And so we're having revival nights. Say, come out, get connected. Let God touch your life and fill you full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Get back in the habit of God's house and church and seeking the face of God because you need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we say, do the first 15 every day, at least 15 minutes. Give it first to God. Five minutes of prayer, five minutes of worship, five minutes of Bible reading. That's why we have church every single Sunday and Wednesday for our youth because you've got to be in God's house, in God's presence, connecting with God so that you can be full of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we're having 21 days of prayer. And it's inconvenient. There's only about three of you that want to be up at five o'clock in the morning getting ready for church. It's inconvenient. I don't want to do that. But you know what I do want is God's power. I know how much I need the Holy Spirit. I, I know I need, I'm de- I desperately need the Holy Spirit. I've got to be plugged in to the Holy. Can I encourage you? Would you mark your calendar? Just right now, prepare your heart. Would you mark as many days as possible on your calendar to be here at 6 o'clock in the morning at your campus to seek God Monday through Friday, Saturday at 9 a.m.? Why, Pastor? Because you got to be plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we have growth track. We're just not around here doing a bunch of programs. We realize people got to discover their gifts and get plugged in so that they can be that, that they can be plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the dream team. It's so important that you're plugged onto the team. Why? Because that's one of the reasons and one of the purposes of how you stay powered up by the Holy Spirit is by serving others. That, my friend, is why you and I must worship Jesus. And I love Pastor Shannon leading us into worship. He said, just lift your hands, just surrender. Why? Because, man, we need more of the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. When we launch small groups on September the 12th, we're not trying to have a program. You got to be with other Christians. Why? Sometimes it's inconvenient, but I got to be in my small group because I've got to be plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, you know what we need? We need a desperation for more of the Holy Spirit. We, got, we can't live on cruise control. We, we can't go through, through, through life if we're going to really be used by God just being nominal Christians. God, give us more of the Holy Spirit. Make us desperate. I love what 1 Peter chapter 1 and 2, of chapter 1 verse 2 says, God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, long ago, and his spirit made you holy. As a result, here's what I like. You have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Notice that as a result of the Holy Spirit making you holy, he says he changes your heart and you now want to obey God. This is key. You want to write this down. The Holy Spirit doesn't just make us holy. He makes us want to be holy. 
He doesn't just make us holy. He makes us want to be holy. Ezekiel talks about this in the book of Ezekiel, the, the prophet. He was prophesying about the day that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all flesh. We're living in that day right now. And here's what he says was going to happen when the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26 and 27. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you, your heart of stone, this cold, hard heart, and give you a heart of flesh, this soft, pliable heart. Verse 27, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. The Holy Spirit doesn't just make you holy. He makes you want to be holy. He changes your have to follow God to I want to follow God. He changed following God out of drudgery. I guess I won't do it. To you know what? I want to do the right thing. I'm not perfect. I mess up. But I really do want to please God. You see, we got to stay plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit because he cleanses us. He makes us holy and he makes us want to be holy. And if today you don't want to be holy, you know what you need? More of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, I got to work some things out myself. No, you need more of the Holy Spirit because he makes you holy and he makes you want to be holy. Number two is this. There's a second thing I want you to notice to be a witness, and that is the Holy Spirit's power fills us up, fills us up. Acts 1 and verse 8 says the purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit is so that you and I can be a witness so I want you to catch this. To be a powerful witness for Jesus, you have to be full of the Holy Spirit. You have to stay filled with the Holy Spirit like the Bible talks about in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 18. Stay filled up with the Holy Spirit. You know, our, our phones have so much capability. Text and email and apps and just so much. But this thing is useless when it's, when it's dead. Anybody like me, I've only had it happen a, a couple of times, but your phone was in the red and you was pushing it, you know, like, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay, you know, I, I can make it, I can make it. And, I, and then you check, you pull it down, like, oh, it says 6%, oh, I'm good, 6%, I'm good, 6%. And I, that thing dies on you, you're like, what? It said, what, 6% must be 1% because it died. And then you go try to plug it in because you can't do anything. You were in the middle of texting. You were in the middle of a call, and it died. And so you go try to get the power source and plug it back in, and it is frustrating because it don't, it don't come on right away. <laughs> come on, you dumb phone. Power up. Give me some juice. And the early church was an effective witness because they stayed full of the Holy Spirit. The early church stayed plugged in to the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me just show you this. They were just full. They stayed full of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 11, verse 24. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And what happened? A great number of people were brought to the Lord. Acts 6 and verse number 3. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Holy Spirit. Not everybody around was full of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to find seven of them. We want to turn the, these responsibilities over to people that are full of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4 verse 8. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 13, verse 9. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13, verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with 
the Holy Spirit. The early church, they were constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. They didn't stop at salvation. They said, I'm good. I got enough of God. I'm saying, I'm going to heaven. I'm cool. No. They, they had this hunger. They had this desire, God, fill me full of the Holy Spirit. The only way I can be an effective witness is if I'm full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And some of you find yourself not only running in the red, but dead. You're running on empty. You're not staying full of the Holy Spirit. And whenever you and I are running on empty, it hurts our witness. You start living by the flesh. You start, you start, it's very obvious when people aren't, aren't full of the Holy Spirit because the qualities of their life, the attributes of their life don't look like God. Did, did, did you know that, that, that verse, it says they were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Spirit, Because when you get full of the Holy Spirit, your life becomes attractive because you are now exuding God-like qualities. You're exuding Holy Spirit fruit and, and, and Holy Spirit attributes are, are oozing out of your life. And people look at you. They don't understand it. All they know is, I want to be like you. I want what you got. There's something different about you. The scripture says in Romans chapter number 15 and verse number 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. How does this happen? By the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I want to minister to somebody right now because you don't have any joy. You don't have any hope. Head hung low, don't have any hope. I want to talk to somebody right now that has no peace. Do you know what you need? You need more of the Holy Spirit because when your life is full of the Holy Spirit, joy will come out, peace will come out, hope will come out. That's what the Holy Spirit will bring when you're full of the power of the Holy Spirit and your life becomes attractive to a hurting world because our world is full of sorrow instead of joy. Our world is full of turmoil instead of peace. Our world is full of despair instead of a hope. And what they need to see is some Christians full of the Holy Spirit. And they think, my life looks different than your life. I love what the scripture says in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. How do we get righteousness, peace, and joy? In the Holy Spirit. But when you're not in the Holy Spirit, and you're not plugged into the Holy Spirit, your life is not attractive. You don't have righteousness. You got cussing and acting like a fool and high. And, and you can come to church and not be full of the Holy Spirit. Now, you need to be in church. It's a good habit. But are you hungry? God, feel me. I need the Holy Spirit so that my life exudes righteousness and peace and joy, not in Herbert Cooper, but in the Holy Spirit. That my life would be attractive to a lost and hurting and thirsty world. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you. How? 
with power through what? His spirit. Not through your own wisdom or ingenuity or creativity. No, if you want strength, it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he'll strengthen you, your inner being. But you got to be plugged in. On our own, church, we will run out of strength. On our own. We'll be running in the red. On our own, we'll be dead spiritually. And won't have anything to offer this world. And we've got to be plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit so our life is attractive. God, fill us full. God, set us on fire. God, make us hungry for more of the Holy Spirit. God, help us to be more dependent on the Holy Spirit to get out of our flesh and to be people full of the Spirit. John Wesley said, catch on fire and people will come from miles away to watch you burn. But what you got to do is catch on fire. It's to say, fill me full of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cleanses us to be a a witness. The Holy Spirit fills us full to be a witness. Number three, the Holy Spirit's power pours us out to be a witness. Notice this in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my, I'm going to pour you out. You're going to be my witnesses. Where in Jerusalem? and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God says, I'm filling you full of my power so that I can pour out your life in Jerusalem, your neighborhood, your sphere of influence, your your city, Judea, the the surrounding areas. It's a little further away, but maybe your state. He says, I'm filling you full to pour you out in Samaria, your, your nation. I'm filling you full to pour you out to the ends of the earth, your world. God fills us full of the Holy Spirit's power so that we can make a difference in our world. Somebody needs to hear this. God wants to fill you full. Why? Because he wants to use your life to make a difference. I I see a lot of people think, oh, no, pastor, that's your job. You make a difference. No, no. God needs to fill you full of his Holy Spirit because he wants to use your life to make a difference in your family, in the neighborhood, in your workplace, at your school, in the city, around the world. God, fill us full of the Holy Spirit that you would pour us out to make a difference in our world. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 says this, because our gospel came to you not simply with words. Oh, we got to have more than words. If we're going to win this world to Jesus, you're going to win your family to Jesus. You got to have more than words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of of, of severe suffering with joy given by the Holy Spirit. Paul knew God filled me full of the Holy Spirit to pour me out to make a difference in this world. And that's what exactly happened. Lives were being changed. People were imitating Paul's walk with Jesus because he was plugged into the power source, the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a power. Church, we've got to have more than wise words and persuasive words. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. I talk to people all the time that are just so much smarter than me educated, can explain science and all of, all of the, they're just so smart. 
But you know what I have? If I know, if I'm plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit, God could take my simple truth and change your life because there's deep conviction on my words. There's an anointing on my words. There's, there's power on my words. There's the power. We've got to be plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit to make a difference. Romans 15 verse 19, by the power of signs and wonders through the Spirit through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around Elyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. I, I love this. I want you to catch this. Power of signs and wonders. How do signs and wonders happen? How do miracles happen? It's not you and me. It's through the power of the Spirit of God. And God wants his power to flow through your life. And so that signs and wonders and miracles can happen to impact a lost and hurting and broken world. God wants to flow through your life with his power to touch this world. Last week we talked about six purposes of the Holy Spirit. If you missed that message, go back and listen to that message. But another one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is this. This is huge. The Holy Spirit gives you gifts so you can be a gift. The Holy Spirit gives you gifts to be a gift. There are lots of different gifts, lots of different ways that the Holy Spirit works. Why? So that you can help others, so that you can bless others. I, I, I give you an example of just the gifts the Holy Spirit gives. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. L listen to this. I, I want you to identify with this. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to you about how he wants to use your life. It says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help other, each other. It's a spiritual. It comes by the Holy Spirit to help each other, to minister to others. To one person, the Spirit gives gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and to uh, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another Spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Why does he distribute those gifts? Verse 7, to help each other, to minister to people. I, I did a series a few years ago called Forgotten God. And in that series, I, I talked more in depth about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But that's not my purpose or assignment today. What I want you to see today is that the Holy Spirit gives you gifts so that you can be a gift. And this is huge. The Holy Spirit gives you gifts so that you can be a gift. God wants you to minister to people. He wants his Holy Spirit flowing through you. He wants to give you gifts so that you can help people and bless people, witness to people. He wants the gift of the Holy Spirit to be operating in your life. Why? So that you can share your faith with, with boldness, that you can pray for people, and, and they receive a miracle, a healing in their body, in their emotions, in their mind. He wants you to have a word of encouragement that the Holy Spirit just dropped in your heart for somebody who is hurting. Maybe somebody is, is needing wisdom, and, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and gives you a word of wisdom just to give that, that person, when they're struggling in their life, or to be able to give somebody direction for their life, that the Holy Spirit just prompted you to do that, to lead people to Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives you gifts so that you can be a gift. 
Do you desire the Holy Spirit to use your life to make a difference in the life of others? Or did you begin to think that the Holy Spirit is just for you? No, he fills you full to pour you out. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And the reason some of you are not being filled full of the power of the Holy Spirit is because you lost your hunger. I've seen people start to serve God for five years and 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 years, and they lose their fire. They lose their zeal. They lose their passion for God churches out of routine. They, they lose their desperation to say, God, I need you. Fill me full. And they find that their battery is red or dead. And my hope and prayer today at all of our locations is that God will begin to stir a hunger in your heart for the Holy Spirit. In just a moment, I'm going to stand and give an opportunity to worship. But you're, God's going to only meet you at the level of your hunger. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled. Is there a hunger in your heart for more of the Holy Spirit? God wants to fill you full of the Holy Spirit to cleanse you. He wants to fill you full of the Holy Spirit that you would have power. He wants to fill you full of the Holy Spirit because he wants to use your life to be a witness. Would you stand with me at all of our campuses, all around? Would you stand with me? If you don't want more of the Holy Spirit... You can slip out, but please don't. You'll hurt my heart. That's really you. Oh, a few of you are doing it. Oh, help them, Jesus. They want the Holy Spirit. Help them, Lord. At all our campuses right now, is there a hunger? Come on, before Pastor Shannon or the other worship pastors begin to sing, come on, would you just begin to just maybe lift your hand to God, lift your voice, and just say, God, I need you. Fill me full of the Holy Spirit. Give me more of the Holy Spirit. I turn it over to the campuses right now. You can begin to lead us in worship. Come on. Come on, church. Would you begin to ask God to fill you full of the Holy Spirit? We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. Pour your spirit out. A holy anointing. The power of your presence. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out.